0: And I quote, Curiously, the chiming of the hour seemed to have put a new heart into him. He was a lonely ghost uttering a truth that nobody would ever hear. But so long as he uttered it, in some obscure way the continuity was not broken. It was not by making yourself heard, but by staying sane that you carried on the human heritage. He went back to the table, dipped his pen, and wrote, To the future or to the past? To a time when thought is free, when men are different from one another and do not live alone. To a time when truth exists and what is done cannot be undone. From the age of uniformity, from the age of solitude, from the age of big brother, from the age of doublethink. Greetings. He was already dead, he reflected. It seemed to him that it was only now, when he had begun to be able to formulate his thoughts, that he had taken the decisive step. The consequences of every act are included in the act itself. He wrote Thought crime does not entail death. Thought crime is death. That was the protagonist in George Orwell's 1984 Winston Smith as he starts his forays into thinking on his own about the conditions that he is living in. I don't know if you've ever run across um, this book. Um, I hope you have. I think that it's quite relevant to the times that we happen to live in. Uh, there's a lot of parallels, uh, and it's incredibly amazing to me that George Orwell had the foresight um, to kind of see where society would eventually be going uh, and write it down. uh, Or perhaps that he wrote a fiction that we have somehow stumbled our way into it, uh, that it was, what is that term, Um, self-fulfilling prophecy, that he put this out there and hook, line, and sinker, we internalized it as a society and we have made it true. To ourselves, I don't know. Either way, Orwell was the man uh, in seeing the flaws in our societies and putting out there on paper. And for that and that alone, I think you should read it. Uh, I think that it will give you a broader understanding of where we're at. Because I think we need broad understandings. We need to be able to see the larger pictures because in a a lot of ways, we have become so myopic in in our views on things. You know, it's it's, it's interesting that in that little passage, he talks about uh, when men are different from one another and do not live alone. In many ways, nowadays, I feel that people feel that they are in these solitary bubbles, at least when they're in their online life, where they don't think that anybody is hearing them out. There are so many Twitter accounts that I uh, look at and, and who I respect, but they are constantly saying, I am a lone wolf out here and nobody is hearing me. I know that I have had those thoughts i I don't do Twitter for the followers i I would actually kind of freak out if all of a sudden I had ten thousand people following me never you know and and more than that uh I think out the anxiety of pissing off you know masses and masses amount of people would be too much and I know that there are a lot of accounts who have huge followings and somehow these people learn how to cope with that. And kudos to them. It's it's a talent that I don't have and, and I would like to think that they have some real good support systems at home that allow them to deal with that number of people hanging on their every word. But the reality, well, what I see and what I notice is that there's a lot of people, lonely people online. And sadly, these systems of connections that should in theory be be able to bring us together, for a lot of folks, it does the exact opposite. It creates solitude. Because when you have a microphone and a way to deliver your message to the masses and still nobody hears you, that's a very sad place to be at. I know I've felt it. I have one of those quirky minds where I think everything I say and everything I do is genius and uh, why aren't people hearing me out and or why if there's another person who I don't think has the same abilities that I do well how are they so much better at uh, creating an audience and having an audience and, uh, and they're not as talented as I am and so what happens in those moments I get depressed I get sad and and ultimately, I think well maybe I just need to shut up and 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 let these folks say their say. But I, the good thing about me is that I am cocky enough, and I, and I can get past those moments and get back to the writing, and get part to and get back to sharing of opinion, and and hoping that it resonates with somebody. And even if it doesn't, that I at least put pen to paper, fingers to the keyboard, and I put something on there for posterity. I am doing what Winston Smith is doing. I am now formulating my thoughts and, I'm, uh, and now I'm putting them uh, for the world to see. And I need to be responsible for what it is that I post and a lot of us have to be responsible for what we post because words once out of our heads or Thoughts, once manifested into action, they curry um, reaction and response. But the reason why I went to that passage on thought crime from a very favorite book is because uh, today I happened to be on the Twitter and somebody that I respected uh, tweeted something to the effect of... uh, A man uh, who thinks that if if women want, um, I'm sorry, if a man who, any man who thinks women want unsolicited emailed photos of his penis doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve women, email a camera, or a penis, and uh, that I think I'm paraphrasing it about right. A man who thinks, I have a problem with that sentence. I think I understand what the person is saying but the reason why I have a problem with the, the, the beginning part a man who thinks and you can uh, supplant uh, women there if you wanted to a man who thinks a woman who thinks a person who thinks blah 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 that seems to me as it's getting as that seems to me as a thought crime the way that in Orwell would describe it that As a society, well, as a person in a society, uh, you need to limit or try to limit the thoughts that come into your head. A, I don't think it's practical. B, I think it's dangerous. See, yes, there's a lot of shitty thoughts that go into people's heads. There's a lot of shitty thoughts that I have. I'll be going about my life and I'll see something. I'll... You know experience something i 'll smell something, and I will have a terrible thought but that 's all it is a thought and for me to try to exercise anything that is off the beaten path uh it's frivolous because I can tell you and and, and there's other examples in history, but some of our some of the you know, uh the best ideas have come from pretty shitty thoughts but you know a creative and uh, critical mind goes to the steps of taking that raw uh you know stream of consciousness situation that's going inside a head and processing it, processing it and packaging it and giving it shape uh testing it to the point where it eventually is a new tool for us to use. We have advanced as a society and as a culture and as a people and as a race because we have given latitude to our thoughts. And yes, it goes the other way. We have done incredibly terrible things. Individuals have done terrible things because they follow their thoughts. But if you look at where society is now versus where we were a, hundred, a thousand years ago, our quality of life is, in spite of the challenges that still exist, exist in this world, our quality of life is a heck of a lot better than it was back then. And that is because we have indulged the thoughts of people and we have uh, and we have had systems in our society, scientific method, for instance, that has allowed those thoughts to materialize in, into tools that makes us better, or you know, that makes us better, that makes our lives better. So I think people mean well. I think what they're, I think what they're saying is, hey, listen. Do not act on the impulse. Do not, if somebody's not asking something of you, it doesn't have to be a dick pic. If they are not asking for your compliment necessarily, they're not asking something, be mindful of whether you're going to give it or not. Because the moment that you act on it, now they have to respond and it's possible that you could be infringing on what they want or not. And that's a very tricky line, right? And in the gold post move because every every person is different. The president some said something to the effect this week. I think it was this week. Uh uh it's a very dangerous time for men uh uh to be out there in the world, young men, I think he said specifically. Um no, it isn't. It's not. Um, I think if you're an asshole, it's a, it's, it's a challenging time because you are purposely going out there and trying to piss off people. But if you're a decent individual who is thoughtful and who processes and makes the best choices that they they, 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 they can, doesn't mean you're not going to have a misstep. For Pete's sakes, I have overstepped sometimes. I have hugs uh, individuals sometimes the the, the wrong way. Um, I have put my foot in my mouth. Um, I have put people in awkward situations because I didn't phrase something correctly. I'm human. I'm going to make those mistakes. But I can live okay with myself because I never came from the standpoint of I have this terrible, evil thought and unfiltered, I'm just going to go with it. That doesn't typically happen with me. I don't act on my impulses that way. And there's, I'm sure there's a lot, there's there's some men out there, there's some young men that that do that, but there's some women that do it too. The, 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 the thing that we're talking about there is the fact that the, first and foremost, that's the minority. I think a lot of folks go into there every single day. Try not trying not to piss off other people because it's taxing if if you like being an asshole, golly must you have some energy because the, the 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 concept of pissing somebody and having words with somebody and it's draining Anytime that I have an argument with another person, a disagreement, I feel shitty about myself and it takes me a while to recover in it, it does happen from time to time but it, n- nobody feels good after the fact I have never had an, an encounter with somebody where we disagreed vehemently uh, and then after I felt that was fantastic I can't wait to do it again no I feel like shit and not only that but I play it over and over and over in my head and I think I should have said this better maybe I shouldn't have uttered that in in and I process and process and process because I don't like being that person. And I'm certain that I'm not in the majority, In the minority there. There's a lot of people who do not like that. And it's not like I'm not afraid of confrontation. What I don't, you know, sometimes you have to have it. There's The meeting of the minds doesn't happen. And so you have to say your piece and you have to uh, stand for something. And, and And that's going to create conflict. But I don't look for it. And I don't think a lot of people do either. So, no. I don't think that this is a dangerous time for men. I think that it's a dangerous time for assholes. Because we're calling you on the carpet now. Because you're saying, that's not okay. And if you have the thought that your junk is the best looking junk in the world. And everybody should see it. Fucking A, have the thought. I don't give a fuck. But, it's the moment that you act on it and you go on your camera, and you send it to somebody who never asked it from you in the first place, now we have a problem because now you've infringed on somebody else's right not to see that shit. But we got to be careful about how, about, if we as a society are going to start the practice of policing thought. Because you start policing thought, then you start to mess with our ability to create you start messing with the, our ability to uh, have debate you start having the, the, you stop having the ability to understand why we have those thoughts okay <laughs> there's somehow I feel I'm going to piss off people and I, I, I might that's cool listen that's my right i defend that i defend the, you know my ability my my freedom of speech i think that's so important it's sacrosanct to me because if i don't defend mine then who will moreover i also defend the right of other people to say whatever the heck that they want i go back to the uh, to, to to my original concept that once you take that step, like I am right now, and decide to record this or put it on paper or respond to a tweet, the moment that I act on the action, or the thought, I'm sorry, then, yeah, I'm responsible then for whatever comes my way. So, you don't agree with me? Let me know. I want to have the conversation. Send me a DM. You know where to find me on on the Twitter. Um, you know I am all open to talk to you about it. I want to talk to you about it. I want to have these discussions because I think they're important discussions to have. If we are going to train the next generation to for how to have better debates about stuff like this, then we need to have the dialogue. Thanks, everyone. Peace.